You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined, as always, by Adam Matis. Adam, this is insane. It is insane, Anthony. It's a, a week I will always remember. It's a 48-hour period that I will always remember, and it's it's more or less unlike anything I've ever seen. It's Yeah, it's one of those, I think... Yesterday was that moment that you'll always remember exactly where you were when you got the notification that the league is being like is is putting being suspended. And, like I know exactly where I was. I was <laughs> I was driving home from the store. I was I I, I ran out. Uh, we Jen and I went out to sushi. I ran across the street to get us a bottle of wine. We were on our way home. I was pulling out of the parking lot and I got the notification from Woj. The season is being suspended. That I mean I'll, I'll never forget yeah. that. You know, and, and I was watching the the Nuggets play Dallas, and it was one of those things where, first of all, you kind of saw it coming because you're following the timeline, and you saw the Jazz game abruptly postponed even before they yeah. announced what was going on. You just kind of thought, oh, my gosh, and, you know, Gobert was sick. So for me, I kind of saw it coming, and then when the thing was announced, I just thinking, why are the Nuggets playing? <laughs> why is Dallas playing right now? What's going on? Right. And and it was just, I, I couldn't tell you three things that happened in that game. That's that's how distracted I think I was, and I think most people that were watching were. In fairness, that's how I feel about most Nuggets games. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in your, still in your form, Anthony. Never change. Never change. <laughs> Today's show, we are going to update you guys on on the latest on the situation. That's probably going to take us through the first couple segments, and then in the sur- third segment, we are foregoing. We are we are suspending our uh, our, our normal power rankings. We are we are not going to try to power rank anything here. What we're going to try to do, Adam Silver went on uh, the NBA on TNT and uh, gave his thoughts and 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 outlined where the NBA currently is, and basically gave a tentative schedule that they're that they're going to try to come close to and he said that this is probably going to be this hiatus is probably going to last for at least 30 days and in that time that you know in that time they're going to try to figure some things out so what we're going to do in the third segment is we're going to try to outline what what kind of scenarios that might lead to so let's uh let's i said like i said the day started actually with a bit of a chuckle because Woj tweeted him, oh, quote tweeted himself. So first he said that it was only the Knicks that wanted to carry on until told by the government that they cannot carry on that way, right? With fans in the yeah. seats and all that yeah. stuff, of course. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he tweets out er, early this morning. ESPN sources besides the Knicks, two other teams on the board of governors call Wednesday night express reservations on eliminating fans from games without first re- receiving a formal. Uh, mandate governmental mandate to do so Houston and Indiana which Tillman Fertitta of course and everybody kind of had their chuckle about that and then you know things you saw the NHL suspend its season you saw uh, Major League Baseball suspend its season even the NCAA which like if the NCAA being as evil an entity as they are is willing to cancel its absolute high point of the season that's when you should that's when it really should start setting in on people like holy crap this is well pga as well and (laughs) and you know we saw earlier in the week south by southwest i mean there's just i think disneyland what's funny and and you talk about it starting the day with a chuckle and then kind of you know and i i totally understand i think a lot of people had their fun with james dolan and those comments but to me anthony we all would have laughed at that notion 
Wednesday morning. Right. And and th- and this is why, to me, I, as much as I would love to just kind of sling mud at these people, this thing has happened so quickly. And look, I know people have been saying, you know, there have been people that have been sounding the alarm or this or that, but this thing didn't really grab the public's attention um, until I think Wednesday daytime, Wednesday evening. And mm-hmm. it, by the time it happened, I think now we all kind of look back and go, okay, we need to take this thing seriously. And the reason I don't want to phrase it as, you know, as a chuckle is I think a lot of people listening to this show and I think a lot of people just following along are wondering, like, is this thing something to be taken, you know, to be taken seriously? And for me, I think with all of the information that we come out, I mean, look, you laugh about the NCAA in no institutions forego hundreds of millions of dollars unless they absolutely have to especially not the NCAA but even I mean look we we love the NBA we love Major League Baseball we love all these things but even those you know when it comes to money we saw how they've handled certain situations when it could have cost them a little bit of money this is Mm -hmm. costing a lot of money and you know the the gravity of the situation is real enough so um well i don't think it it serves anybody to sit here and sound the alarm and tell everybody to panic at the same time i do hope my hope for this week is that everybody has sort of realized myself included just how important this moment in time is and and and, um you know how bad things can get if 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 people don't begin to take it seriously i think the perfect kind of summary of what you're talking about here with people starting to take it seriously was Rudy Gobert's statement. And uh, I'll just read it verbatim right now. So this is from his Instagram. Quote, I want to thank everyone for the outpouring of concern and support over the last 24 hours. I have gone through so many emotions since learning of my diagnosis, mostly fear, anxiety, and embarrassment. The first and most important thing is I would like to publicly apologize to the people that I may have endangered. At the time, Mm. I had no idea I was even infected. I was careless, and I make no excuse. I hope my story serves as a warning and causes everyone to take this seriously. I will do whatever I can to to support using my experience as a way to educate others and prevent the spread of the virus. I am under great care and will fully recover. Thank you again for all of your support. I encourage everyone to take uh, all of the steps to stay safe and healthy. And, you know, this is coming from the guy who, and I think this is where at least my criticism comes from of Rudy Gobert, where you don't want to be loudly wrong on this stuff. You, you don't, you don't want to be loudly on the wrong side of history on this stuff. And when he mocks coronavirus, when he licks the microphones and touches all the microphones on his way off the, the presser, and apparently, according to Woj, was being pretty cavalier in the same way with uh, teammates and stuff around teammates' belongings, uh, that's where you, 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 you open yourself up to being loudly wrong or loudly on the wrong side of history. And I think that's where Gobert is. And kudos to him for just saying, I make no excuse. I was being a jackass and... And I'm trying to move forward here. Uh, that statement. Anthony, yeah. Well, I was just going to finish that off with the statement from uh, Donovan Mitchell, who was a is a teammate of Rudy Gobert's, who is also affected by the stuff. Quote: Thanks to everyone who has been reaching out since hearing the news about my positive test. We are all still learning more about the seriousness uh, of the situation, and hopefully, people can continue to educate themselves and realize that they need to behave responsibly, both for their own health and for the well-being of those around them. I just like picture him glancing sideways at a, at a certain somebody. I appreciate the authorities in Oklahoma who are helpful with the testing process, and everyone from the Utah Jazz who have been so supportive. I'm going to keep following the advice of our medical staff and uh, hope that we all, can all come together and be and be there for each other and our neighbors who need our help. 
So a couple a couple of thoughts here, and look, we live in a culture now, in a time now, Anthony, where everybody, you know, jokes greater than facts. It's meme culture. Like yeah. you just don't want to be the guy that's getting got that day. And I think Gobert, for a lot of reasons, many of them warranted, is that guy. We all kind of get to be like, like, dude, you ruined the league. You're the reason that they got it. I I think there is just as much reason to believe that Gobert was given the coronavirus by somebody else than it is yeah. that he was the one that that passed it on. I saw a report earlier today, and you know, this probably. This I I only say this to illustrate a point, not to to try to sound alarm. This is slop. In other words, this is sloppy journalism. But I'm saying it just to illustrate the a, a broader point, and that is that Donovan Mitchell's from Westchester County, and he had a bunch of family and, and and friends up to watch him play from Westchester County, and that's one of the areas that is most heavy hit right now in New York. So. Um, it's just as likely that Donovan Mitchell gave it to Rudy Gobert or vice versa. So, mm-hmm. but the point, the reason I, I bring that up is because this virus is not necessarily just about being careful or being safe. I mean, there's certain precautions I think everybody has to, um, adhere to, but, um, I think we're doing a disservice if we turn Rudy Gobert into a bad guy and say, Oh, as long as we don't do that, yeah. we're okay. <laughs> right. and, and that's sort of, and that's, I, I feel like too, too often we create this narrative of like, Oh, that's the bad guy. Now, no no lesson to be learned. That's the bad guy. We just don't be him. Well, I, I still think even if you turn him into the bad guy, there's still an important lesson to be learned. Right? Sure. Don't sure. mock well, stuff no like this. Don't, <laughs> no, don't no, go out. No don't doubt be, about it. Don't be cavalier about this stuff. That that It's not – and again, I, I don't – we don't mean to sound alarmist here. But it's just a matter of using some common sense. This thing is a global pandemic. It has been defined yep. as a global pandemic. Just be smart. And we saw also, you know, moving the conversation along, we saw today, uh, I thought, a fantastic inside the NBA with the TNT crew. No game to be discussed, but I thought it's interesting. Scott Van Pelt um, did a great job, I thought, last night, not just going over the sports world, but also sort of educating the world about coronavirus and about what's going on. And I thought the inside the, the NBA uh, team did a really good job of that today. But one of the storylines is that Charles Barkley was not on set. He called in mm-hmm. because he, too, is being quarantined, self-quarantined right now because he's fallen ill and he's awaiting results. And whether he is or he is not going to test positive, Anthony, we saw Tom Hanks. We've now seen Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I have a feeling the next 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever, are going to bring on a slew of celebrities and high-profile people to be get it just because we're seeing a slew of Every day people get it, at least those who have been able to be tested. So I, I oh, think we're seeing who's, just the who's beginning getting tested of this. right now. Well, almost nobody. Yeah, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> but the, the only the only people who are being tested are the people with the means like the Utah Jazz, like. Uh, but like, Anthony, you know, even, even the Golden State Warriors have not been tested. Yeah, and th- this is just the state that we're in right now is that it's at even them high profile and wealthy and everything else as they are. They are only to be tested should they start showing shine, showing signs. And, of course, we know that by the time you're showing signs, you've been infected for several days. So yeah. um, a very, very unique situation. And we should mention, though, and, and maybe this helps calm. It certainly helped calm some of my nerves. You know, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have been around the team. Nobody else has tested yes. positive. They were all tested. The Everybody else tested there, negative. You know, 58 people get tested. Only two were positive. And there was fi- yeah, 58 people, including um, media members, staff, coaches, you know, a lot of people that have spent a lot of time very, very close to those players. And and so the fact that it only spread to two, I think, is good. I don't think we should say, oh, that means it's I almost cannot get it. You yeah. know, these guys were coughing on each other, whatever. I think that'd be the wrong lesson. But it at least helped calm the nerves, I think, a little bit to say, OK, yep, it, it, it's a little it didn't spread as much as it maybe could have. Yep. 
Uh, we're going to take a quick second. When we come back, I want to pick up on the conversation from TNT um, involving the commissioner himself chiming in on on what I would imagine has been one of the most, not just, you know, the, obviously the last 24, 48, 72 hours or whatever have been insane for, for Adam Silver. But just in general, this NBA season has just been brutal. Uh, so so brutal. We'll, we'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll try to talk about that. So, like we said, Adam Silver goes on TNT, gives his thoughts, gives his update on, on you know, from the inside looking out. And according to him, this hiatus is probably going to last at least, according to him, at least 30 days. And, you know, that just kind of goes to show, you know, that's a smart way to do this. <laughs> you, Team, you need, teams are you also, need to by figure the way, not... out as much of this as you possibly can. And, and by the way, teams are not it, – it's to tell you how seriously the NBA is taking it, not only are we talking about 30, you know, 30 days or whatever for, for the league. Practice. but practice. Practice. So if we're going to talk about practice here, guys aren't even practicing more than one-on-ones. They, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're working out, they tell you at the training facility, one coach, one player, one basket. Mm-hmm. No, no group workouts. You don't want to – everybody's supposed to be kind of – six feet, eight feet away from each other, even just when you're talking about teammates. So yeah. um, the NBA certainly taking the spread of this quickly, but, um, but, but yeah, suspending games for at least 30 days. I also want to give a shout out here to, and we'll come back to the 30 days thing in segment three, but I want to give a shout out to Mark Cuban, who was at the forefront of this movement of teams taking care of the on-site Vendor personnel, the, the 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 people who work at the building, you know, part time workers, whatever. Uh, and he said that they're going to figure out a way to compensate those those workers uh, during this time. And while while the NBA is on hiatus, that was the that was one of the main concerns. I think Robbie Collins was the first person that I noticed really kind of voiced that opinion, and he was absolutely right. It was great to hear Mark Cuban, you know, kind of follow through on that sentiment. And, you know, we've since heard the Atlanta Hawks are going to go about it the same way. The Cleveland Cavaliers are also doing that. Kevin Love uh, pledged, pledged uh, 100000 of his own dollars to, yeah. uh, to, to further those efforts. Uh, I, I, you know, in this case, Mark Cuban was, was ahead of the curve in, in, a, in a great way. And I'm kind of looking around the league at, at <laughs> those. I, I named four teams, Dallas Mavericks, Atlanta Hawks, Cleveland Cavaliers, and is that it? Is that three? So three teams that have that have talked about this. Uh, I, I, apparently, and, and there might be more to fall. There might be more to fall. There, should there might be. be more doing things behind the behind the scenes. But um, you know, to your point, Anthony, I think a lot of people sort of you know when nothing out of the ordinary is happening. I you know I think people general society is maybe paying a little bit less attention and less influential than moments like now where right now everybody's paying attention to everything everybody does people are hyper focused on the news and and um i think when people like kevin love and, and mark cuban and you know dan gilbert with the Cavs, when people like that come out and say hey man we, i pledge i have an opportunity to help and i'm going to do it it's even more influential than it would have been in normal you, you know in regular times and i think right now it's such a great precedent that you know, you got to look at sometimes in moments like this, the silver linings. And one of the silver linings we almost always see in times of trouble are people, people really go out of their way to do extraordinary things. And I'm glad that those, those people have, have kind of stepped forward in this moment to, to set an example. I hope 
it's it sets the tone for not just how the NBA handles this, but really how the world looks around and says, okay, we're all needed. What do we need to do? Right. I mean, when when you have the means, this is, you know, this is where uh, Joe Lacob got himself into some trouble, right? Because he said this is a tremendous loss for us and didn't really talk much about the people who, you know, are now really need help, right? The, the billionaires, the executives, the players, financially, they're, they're obviously taking a hit right now, but I think they'll be able to recover. You're talking about people who rely heavily on, on, on the money that they generate from helping those millionaires and billionaires become so. And and to see the support that they're getting from some of those teams so far. And, and yes, not all teams might make an announcement on this. Uh, there, there might be there might just be some teams that just go about their business and help and, and don't say anything about it, which would be cool. But I do think those teams that haven't stepped up quite yet or or if there's anybody who is kind of lagging on this, like, what are you doing? What are we waiting yeah. for? What, yeah. what, what could you possibly be waiting for in this case? I know the, the team that I cover hasn't made any such statement. Uh, the team you cover, uh, same thing. Stan Kroenke hasn't made any same any same gesture. And and like I said, it's possible that they might not and they might still help those people out. It's It's like... You know, the joke is, did you really go to the gym if you didn't post yourself at the gym on Facebook, right? <laughs> sure, sure. But, but these teams and these people who have the means to be able to help, there has to be a legitimate pressure on those teams to really help these the, the, the people out who really need it in this case. This is a terrifying situation for a lot of people, not potentially being able to work. And, and I think in, in that instance, this is where the NBA – it's teams, it's players, it's it's executives, it's owners, especially the billionaires who who benefit the most from from the league. Those people should step up and help out the people who who make all that possible. And and I think just to add on to that, Anthony, not even just looking at the top of of society and saying, okay, the rich people here, what are you going to do? But mm-hmm. you know, today in Colorado, the school districts all closed, and and you're talking about a lot of families who are now going to have kids that need to be watched, and mm-hmm. they're going to have to decide between watching their kids, and keeping their jobs, and uh, a lot of people are going to be scrambling. And I think it, it like I said, it. We'll see how this breaks. Again, we don't want to be alarmist, but it's certainly in certain regions of the country where this outbreak is spreading, it sh- certainly seems like there's going to be some tough times ahead and and a great opportunity, as I, was fra- I would phrase it, a great opportunity for people to really help each other and, and, uh, and lend support to get through it. Yeah. I mean, personally, I work from home and, you know, if it comes down to it, if my brother and sister-in-law need to have their kid come over here and stay here, then then cool. That's a way that I can be able to help. And, and, and it's just small things, you know, it's just small things that we might be able to help out the fellow man. And, and these are the situations where, like you said, it can bring out, you know, for some people, the best, it obviously also brings out for some people, the worst, you know, the people who are stocking up on Lysol. I think there's a family that's made it over six figures doing that, stocking up on Lysol and selling it on Amazon. Don't do that crap. But, but, uh, but, you know, if you can show the best side of yourself, then, then let that let that be shown. See if you can help because those things tend to get passed along further. Can I can I tell you one last thing that's happened yeah. that I don't know I think everybody has sort of missed. Mm. Vince Carter might have retired. <laughs> Vince Carter who had a heck of a career that spends my entire life basically. Yeah. Um and, and what a weird way if that is the way that you know he goes out what a weird Weird end to his career. Obviously, knowing that the season was about to be put on hold, checking in for the final seconds and and draining a three. I just just a really really a weird night all around. And that was just one detail I didn't want to get lost because he's too good of a player for that to be swept under the rug. I think it's pretty 
uh, it, uh, it kind of symbolizes the evolution of his game that he ended on a three pointer. Right. When you're looking, <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting. When you're looking for reasons why he stuck around in the league as long as he did, his ability to to evolve and start to be able to hit that sh- hit that shot, uh, given where he started his career at, I, I, I think it's pretty cool, and I think it's it's a great sign to those players that if you want to really stick around, you got to be able to evol- evolve with the game. And what a fascinating career because he was a number one guy. Yeah. And if you would have asked me, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like, okay, is Vince Carter going to one day segue into being a, a, you know, a guy that accepts a very low usage? I've been like, no way, no way. I mean, yeah. he, guys of his caliber usually um, burn out quickly. And mm-hmm. instead, he sort of hung around for a while and kudos to him for it. Absolutely. Vince Carter gave, I'm going to offer a little bit of levity here. Vince Carter gave, in my opinion, the coolest quote in the history of basketball, maybe even sports, where he was asked, hey, you don't obviously at this stage of your career, you don't get up and dunk very much. It was following a game that he that he did get up and dunk, or, or I think there was a warm-up clip of him like still being able to do a windmill at the age of 57, whatever he's at right now. And he said, quote, it's not the jumping that hurts. It's that I'm coming down from so high. That's what hurts my knees. Ugh. It's a flex, man. That's a real flex. <laughs> you don't have that problem? <laughs> Obviously. I'm wearing a, a wrist brace from using my mouse too much. Let's, <laughs> let's take a quick second here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get back to the discussion about uh, Adam Silver, uh, the timeline that he offered up, even you know while it's tentative, obviously. We're going to try to talk about what that might mean for the league moving forward. So we are obviously, we text back and forth. We're in a a group DM and stuff like that. Uh, You made the note when Silver went on TNT. Boy, he looks drained. And, you know, it's, it's, you know... You talk about all the things that he's going on and all the things that he's juggling right now, the interest of the league, the interest of his bosses, the owners, the interest of public safety, all of these things that he's figuring out. And and the solution so far right now is that he's going to put the league on hiatus for at least, and quote, this is quote, at least 30 days. So let's talk about if it's, let's start with best case scenario. It's just 30 days. We just bumped this thing back uh, 30 days. Do you think they still play the full 82 and then get into the postseason? Or do you think they cut the games that they miss and just go straight into postseason play? So I think if it's 30 days, the most likely scenario is that they resume um, and, and, and play out the schedule. Um, it, it's interesting, Anthony, because not long ago, before we were worrying about global pandemics, and we we're talking about just two, three weeks ago, um, we were talking about maybe the NBA should move back to December anyway, and oh, there's people in the league's front office that are interested in that anyway because it allows football to have its moment and then basketball gets to take on its own season basically all mm-hmm. exists all its own so you know starting the nba season at christmas and rolling it all the way through july or august um by the way big fan of that idea i, I think to me that, me think that makes a lot of sense so this in some ways this could almost segue into that if you were forced to delay and then the season picks up again and say may and it runs through the end of july you say okay well um, now we're just going to start the season at Christmas next year. Um, so I do think if they come back in 30 days, I think they would just finish out, uh, finish out the season. But let, I, let me, let me, okay, go ahead. You had, you had a comment. I, I, I agree though. 
I'm a little nervous about the wear and tear that like stopping for that amount of time and then resuming with that many regular season games and then going in the, into the postseason, what that might do to some of the guys' bodies. I know they really care deeply about their offseason. And unless the league is willing to just permanently say, all right, we're running the, the season through August, you have September to, to take off to yourself, training camp resumes uh, in, in late October, and then November we get this thing going. Uh, or, or December, whatever it is. If if that's what they're truly willing to do, then fine. I'm 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 cool with with the the approach here. But unless you know, if if they aren't, and you're now talking about squeezing in that amount of games. Remember the lockout season where they tried to yeah. squeeze in the number of games that they tried to squeeze in there uh, in the short amount of time that they did, and you know that that stuff really yeah. can can derail careers when when you when you take the wrong approach given all the pro the, the progress that the league has made in caring about back-to-backs uh four games and five nights stuff travel time all that stuff it would it would be a shame to see that kind of pushed aside again in the interest of getting back to re- a return to normalcy that really like you said isn't all that important just start the league permanently in december and we're fine well, I think when you talk about resuming play, in, any scenario you throw out, they're all, they're, there's drawbacks to every single one. Yeah. There's no like, oh, this would be perfect. If they did this, it'd be perfect. No, nope, there's no perfect. There's just like, okay, what can, well, what's acceptable? And I mean, if they if they ended the season right now and awarded the Lakers the championship, is that yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, yeah for everybody. <laughs> um, okay, so I think the way I would talk about this, Anthony, is I see. A couple different things, a, a different, a, a couple different variables. The first one yeah. is how long. If, assuming the league comes back, I think to me the most likely scenario, and I hate to be, maybe I'm just being doom and gloom on this, and maybe because it's just it's so recent, right it is hard not to. Um, I think the most likely is that the season doesn't resume. I, I think this might be an issue that carries on for too long, and the risks of bringing players back onto the court are too great that I don't. I just would be surprised if we have if we see the season again. I think we start it up again next year. Um, but if it, they do, if that is not the case, I think you're looking at 30 days, 45 or 60 days. I don't know that we're looking at 75 days off and then resuming yeah. the league again. That to me, at a certain point, you just say, okay, what we're going to start up again at June? What are we going to do? Just go right into the playoffs? Then we have to go June, July, August? I just, I don't know if I see it going that deep. I think we're looking at 60, maybe 70 days hiatus before you come back. After that, I think the season's gone. I don't think they, I don't think they, they do away with this season. I, I, I just think the NBA has a chance at having the Lakers in the in the NBA championship, a Lakers, Clippers, Western Conference Finals. And you're talking about the hit that they've already taken right now financially uh, and and the ratings that were already down on this season anyway. Coming back to that kind of a postseason, I think, is something that they would kind of care a little bit about. I, I Maybe I'm maybe I'm naive and maybe I'm I'm a, I'm being a homer here in thinking that. But but I, I, I can't see them just saying, no, nah, this season uh, it's just going to end and we're not going to have a champion this year. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but, you know. What what's I, I guess my question to you, Adam, is like what's what's the drawback if it is a seventy five plus day hiatus and they do come back and play the postseason? Like what's what what what's the loss there? If they how much time off? Well, like if if it's if it's any more than say sixty seventy five days, like what's without getting well, ridiculous, well, right? If it, well here well here's here's what's different about it, Anthony. I mean the teams are different. I mean, the Lakers have had a fantastic season and built some momentum. Is that gone? 
Um, the Denver Nuggets are on a downward spiral. Two months off, a completely different team. The Brooklyn Nets. Jokic what definitely the... doesn't need two months off. Well, that yeah, no, sure. That's an interesting one. But but the Brooklyn Nets. Does two months is Kevin Durant back? Is he playing? <laughs> Do we start the playoffs and all of a sudden Kevin Durant is is healthy and ready to go and and now you just got a, a terrible draw if you're the one or two seed in in the East. Um, there's just to me it's. You know, not that any of this is fair, and I know the league isn't going to care about fairness, but to me, that would be one thing is if I was the Lakers or the Bucks, and I'm thinking, man, I just worked so hard to get to this point. We take all this time off, and now that there's that, it would be really, really tough to see. But, um, you know, again, fair's out the window. It's just what's feasible. Yeah, what's I, I think what's best for the league. I don't think I don't think not having a champion is very good for the league, given given because it wasn't like the league was running all that strong before all this went down. We we also have to be able to address the elephant in the room here, and say that there were legitimate concerns about ratings and and not the viability of the league, but but the interest in the league and and where it was going. And then you go from that to yep, yeah, we're just going to move on to next season. Hope you guys tune in. I just I, I don't think that's very good for the NBA. I, I can't imagine yeah. that be good. Here's here's another thing. So we've talked about all these things all year. The mini playoff. Well, what if that's how it was? Rather than just say, okay, the top eight teams, that's final. What if instead they said, okay, the top ten teams mm-hmm. and the bottom four in each conference are in a tournament and that's who determines in and it's a single game. I mean, I could see the league doing that. I mean, look, yeah. first of all, you talked about the Lakers revenue money. You don't think they want to get Zion out there to play a couple more games? Just, hey, you know, we, we invented a tournament. We have a couple games of John Morant and Zion Williamson and now you guys go out there and let's see what happens. Damian Lillard. Well, single elimination to get the final two spots in the in in the West. So I could see something like that happening. I I, I could see a um, a shortened playoff as the first round three games, as the first two rounds three games. Oh we just we just have to get through it, you know, and yeah. and or or five games I should say it was more reasonable. Is it is it first to three five game series for the first two rounds? I mean I. To me, I could see something like that happening. But all of this, Anthony, I know you said it wouldn't make sense to have a a, a champion. This has been the season to from not hell. have a champion. To not have a champion. This has been a season from hell, and just so many things have gone. It's been such, I, I think, a season we'll always remember and maybe wish we could forget. But um, not having a champion, while it would be horrible, um, it, it's something that it's just such a real possibility to me. And, and I, I don't know that it's it's that far-fetched. In fact, to me, it would be a gun to my head. It's, it's what I would predict. I I can't see myself predicting it. I I would agree that it's not that far fetched. Only because right now anything could happen. <laughs> two days ago, all of this was far fetched. Right, right. Two or days ago, far-fetched. yeah. I I I think before I think before they just cancel the season, they hope that this thing gets under control at least to the point where they can have the players compete against each other in empty stadiums. Well, that's the and, other question, right? I mean, so could they bring it back and not have anybody in the stands? I mean, would that be a compromise? I mean, can you imagine if we had, you know, five games? We go straight to the playoffs, so you don't finish the season. You have five-game series all the way through and no fans. Yeah. Would the NBA go for that? I, I think they would. I think they would, honestly. They take what you can get while you can. Yeah, I, that's really where you're, I think that's really where the NBA is going to be at. You know, if, if if this hiatus goes, you know, into the stretch that you're talking about, 60, 75 days or so, uh, then, yeah, I think they take whatever they can possibly get because you need to have some kind of finality to the season. And, and you talked about how, you know, because this season you had Kobe's passing and then you had uh, now this – 
that this is going to be a season everybody remembers. You want to make it more memorable and, and, and have it be able to be highlighted to say that, oh, yeah, that's the one year the NBA didn't have a champion? Like that, I, I, I just, I can't see it. I can't see that happening. I think this is the most you and I have ever disagreed or, or the most fervently you and I have ever de- disagreed on something. Well, I'll, I'll say this, and I think it'd be foolish to have strong opinions about any of yeah. this. It's, I mean, we're we're looking around you know, multiple Gobert. corners here. Yeah, we're looking around multiple corners here trying to see. And, um, you know, I, the, the, I guess if we're ending the show here, Anthony, the only thing I'd, I'd like to say is, you know, every this is, I think, a, a moment of reflection and a moment of, of, of gravity for everybody. And I just hope that the serious of this isn't lost on anybody and in the coming days people are are aware if you're unsure or if you're skeptical i think we've um over the last you know couple of decades i think grown more and more um suspicious of the media in mm-hmm. general and um and the media i think sort of in conjunction or maybe even response to that has become more hyperbolic and more loud and and in your face and i think this is a moment where we don't need media skepticism nor do we need the incendiary you know over the top language and finger pointing and this or that i think what we need is people to understand what's going on um understand how to handle the situations should you be infected how to avoid being infected how to take care of your family and friends and if everybody the sooner everybody sort of um, realizes it, I think the better and, and, and plug out all of the other noise and biases and, and, and other things you bring to the table. Just read what you can, um, and, and try to sort fact from fiction. And I, I think that would behoove everybody. Yeah, I agree completely. Just, just be smart, man. Be smart, take necessary precautions, smart precautions and, and protect those closest to you. And, and if you can in any way, shape or form, help out the, the fellow man, uh, the fellow person, then then do so do so smartly also though <laughs> you know you you don't want to you don't want to put yourself in a tough situation by way of of helping so uh that's going to do it for this just odd odd week of shows i would imagine across the entire network uh we're going to continue to try to keep you guys as updated as possible i know a lot of our shows are going to be kind of segueing awkwardly to some kind of content to offer you guys a some form of escapism over the next you know month or however long we're we're in this situation uh if you guys have any ideas for for that content uh let us know if there's anything you guys want adam and i to talk about let us know if there's anything you want us to power rank or something like that uh hit us up at adam mara's adam at adam underscore mares on twitter i unfortunately logged off twitter uh so so you can't you can't find me on there anymore <laughs> Thank God. (laughs) Have a great weekend, everybody. Be safe. Be smart. We'll talk to you guys next week.